I think that's like a recipe for getting canceled for me, probably. <laughs> yeah. This guy's fucking crazy. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 79 of Sapnin Podcast with my hungover self, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards, or as he's known in the rap community, Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and even though this is episode 79, it's truly one in a million. Yes, yes it is. Well, we haven't done a million yet. It's one in 79. Yeah, but it's a very special one. And if anything, Sean, you don't sound like you're feeling one in a million. No, no, I'm not. Um, So basically this week, as we record this, it's currently Thursday. Um, Monday evening, I drank eight cans of... uh, Indian pale ale and decided woke up Tuesday morning and was like right I'm never drinking again I'm getting fat this lockdown is ruining my health then there was a knock on the door so I went downstairs and a guy opened the door and gave me an Amazon package I took it back to my room opened it up to find a bottle of vodka in the shape of an alien head okay and uh, a bottle of whiskey from Sam Spray from the Patreon. So thank you very much, Sam. But what's happened since is I've probably drunk a third of that whiskey Tuesday night. Then last night I drunk a third of it. So today I am feeling like absolute hell. Oof. So if it comes if it comes across, I'm very sorry. Morg, if I'm snappy with you, I'm sorry. I did have to run off earlier to, to do a sick. Okay. Um, if you have to do an again, though, Sean, can you make sure that you bring the microphone with you? Because that audio is just what these listeners really want, I, I think. Yeah. Um, can do. Can do. Or what we can do is, later on, I'll go and record myself tipping a can of soup into the toilet. Oh, yeah. And I'll, just rec- I'll record a sound and you can add it in there, then. Oh, there's... There we go. DIY, DIY. But sorry to hear that you're not feeling too good, but... That's all right. How are you? Are you wung over? No. Um, still never drunk. Um, all right. So, yeah, um, on the squash, hay fever's kicking in mind. That's that's oh, not that's no. not good for anyone. Um, oh. But I am excited because we have one of the most experimental bands in rock history as our guests this week. I don't know if that's true, but I do very much like this band, and the new album, Afterburner, is fantastic. 
This week's guests are Tillian and John from the wonderful dance, Gavin Dance. Yes. Lovely lads um, who we got to spend some time with. It was our first ever four-person Zoom as well. Yeah, so we're lucky enough to get them both on at the same time. They're uh, isolating themselves in different parts of the States, I do believe, and, and everything. But yeah, absolute pleasure to get them on to talk all about this crazy reaction they've had now from their new and ninth studio album, Afterburner. It's incredible, perfect for sunny weather, mixture of all different influences, and Sean and I have been listening to it a lot during this quarantine. Yes, yes, we have um, some, yeah, some very dark moments on there, some very funny moments on there. Yeah, I enjoyed it massively, and thanks again to Hayley Connolly for sorting it out. And um, yeah, thanks to the boys for coming on; they were great. Yeah, and everyone knows how much we love Hayley, um, of course. So what we're going to be doing is talking to him about all the secrets behind the track, this mad uh, kind of evolution that Dance Gavin Dance has had throughout the years. But really, we just get silly and have a conversation with everything from fart jokes to strange meet and greet experiences and what I can only describe as ultimate drug trip stories. Sean, is that what, I, what you call them? Yeah, yeah, well, it, yeah, it would be something like that, yeah. What I loved about that chat is when the chat does descend into... Um, Chaos, uh, chaos, absolute chaos. Chaos, yeah, drug use. What I noticed was <laughs> the three of us who had partaken in the thing we were talking about um, were just chatting away and all getting on and loving it and smiling and we all understood each other. And then up in the top, <laughs> up in the up in the top right corner for me was this long-haired lost fella just looking about, going, "What are these idiots talking about?" And I know, and I know that the things we describe and the things that we have think we have seen, right, don't make sense to anybody. That's the point, uh, right? It's absolute. It's absolutely mental what we've seen and been a part of literally i cannot wait for people to hear the stories that you john and tillian mention on this podcast while taking drugs well you didn't take drugs while doing the podcast but past experiences yeah that that's a future episode i think hopefully um Um, but yeah it it gets wildly out of control i didn't have a clue (laughs) what was going on but i love the stories that come from it so yes Dance Gavin Dance on episode 79 of Saturn Podcast, and I'm very excited for everyone to hear this now. Um, but yeah, they've just been really creative in all this wild lockdown and stuff. Um, and to have a new album out for people to listen to, it's just got to be a great feeling in these times. And it's, it's been so nice, really, to see a host of different bands be creative in lockdown and do special videos and everything like that. Yes, speaking of being creative in lockdown, um, today, 10am UK time, our friends of the podcast in junior are releasing a cover of More Than A Feeling by Boston, but they've kind of done like their own fresh take of it, and um, yeah, I'm really digging it. So uh, yeah, go check out More Than A Feeling on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Music of Junior, I think. It's wicked. So congratulations to those boys. Good song. And I believe they're doing a cover every week now for the next four weeks. Oh, that'd be nice to see. Yeah. And I've noticed um, a lot of other bands have been doing like special homemade videos and stuff. And yeah, it's just nice to see everyone being creative. It's not just us two talking absolute crazy bollocks to each other, is it? 
I felt like you were shitting out the same bollocks then, and then you went crazy, and then went, oh, fuck, bollocks. Do you, um, John, that's how I roll sometimes, I think. Do I want to jump over the edge? Nah, maybe not. And then I see the swimming pool after it and think, let's just dive straight in. Yeah, all right, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't need any of this, didn't need any of this, didn't need that explanation. Bloody hell, I'm so sorry. Um uh. I'm hungover and in pain. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. But tell you what we do need is for you, the listener to this podcast, to hit that lovely subscribe button wherever you're listening to Sapnin Podcast. And why not go and give us a follow on our social media pages at Sapnin Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yep, that's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yes, get involved with us, have a laugh, have a talk, suggest things. Is there any topics you want us to discuss in future episodes? Any guest ideas? Do you want to comment on how hungover Sean is? My lovely, luxurious, long hair, at Satin and Pod. And another place to check out is, as Sean's already mentioned, the gateway to getting hangover, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, please, if you've enjoyed any of these 79 episodes that we've somehow managed to put out every bloody week to a deadline and you'd like to support the podcast, please think about checking out our Patreon. There's loads of different tiers to choose from and the community it's created is absolutely amazing. So thank you very much if you're already a Patreon. If you're thinking about becoming one, thank you very much. If you're not going to bother, um, Morgan will find you and kill you. Wow. I, I, whoa, whoa, I know now. Don't... That's a gar- Wait, that's a guarantee. Oh, i got to start doing that now, have I? You've got to start murdering people who are not part of the Patreon. How am I, how am I going to do the podcast from jail? That's... Right. You're doing it from your house, isn't it? It's the same thing. Oh, hey! That's kind of... Well... Aye, but patreon.com forward slash happening as Sean said we love every single person in there it's a wonderful community and if you can get involved please do um, Sean yes how hangover how, how, oh, how, how ha- hangover how hangover am I yeah. I am very hangover on the scale to hangover one two and three which w- film would you be one which is the best I'd imagine <laughs> um, I don't know if I've seen three when when will the people in the hangover learn? Like, how many times do they have to be drunk to, and make absolutely terrible life decisions to be like, nah, like, I just feel a bit rough and I'm like, I'm never drinking again. Like, they literally ruin their lives. What, I've got a tattoo on his face? Bonkers. Anyway, let's start talking about the documentaries, The Hangovers. Yes. And let's get on with this bloody episode, shall we? Yes. So this is episode 79 of Sapnin Podcast with the wonderful Tillian and John of Dan's Gavin. Dan's Sapnin. Sapnin. Good. Go. Start the bloody episode, for God's sake. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sapning! Sapning! Hey! Yes! Hey! Yes! This week's <laughs> guests on Sapnin Podcast are the wonderful Tillian and John from Dance Gavin Dance. Thank you yes. so much for doing this, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, happy beer. How's things in quarantine at the moment? It's uh, uh, getting a little boring. <laughs> yeah. It's stretching out, that's for sure. I feel like, I don't know, there's no end in sight in in. LA at least. So I don't even know. I don't know how, how to look at it before I kind of looked at it like, okay, we got to do this for eight weeks, maybe flatten the curve four weeks, eight weeks. And now we flattened the curve. Now they feel like they're just, they just moved to the goalpost. Well, we got to wait till there's a vaccine. And then I don't know. I I feel like the only, the only way it's going to end is if people just, stop doing it i guess i don't know around here at least i don't know i don't know in other in other cities it's different and they're already starting to kind of release restrictions and i guess they're they're kind of starting to do it here but yeah i don't know what the new goal is we gotta we gotta see what the new goal is wait for a vaccine seems to be the new goal so yeah have you um have you guys been productive over this uh, period have you been writing recording making content yeah, I tried to be. I, I was doing uh, some painting and, for about four weeks and then just kind of dropped off, stopped feeling as creative, started playing Call of Duty with my cousins too much. And then, <laughs> yeah, learning to cook, making some new meals. That's, that's about it, really. That's cool. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah, congratulations on Afterburner unbelievable fantastic fantastic album and yeah everything that's come from it is completely deserved and i'm sure you're going to get a lot more so yeah what an album um are you guys happy with the reception it's had so far 
Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, it's hard to remember, actually. It seems like artificial selection came out and it was, and it was more mixed, but I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, it's hard to say, but it seems like the support for this one has been pretty good. At least, at least at the level of like when instant gratification came out, which was the one that I was super shocked by the reception. Yeah, we only have the internet to judge right now. You know, when we get out there and play shows, we get to see how the crowd reacts to the different new songs, and we don't have that gauge right now. Hmm. Yeah, it must be such a strange time for you as well, releasing this record and then having all this great reaction, but then can't yeah. really interact with fans up close and personal, play shows or anything. I mean, how have you kind of reflected on, on the on the release? I don't know if I've done enough re- reflecting. It's just because the way it happened, you know, usually mm. we're on tour and we're all together and we can like talk about it and, you know, maybe reflect on what, what are, how our favorite songs have changed over time. And we've been all disconnected. So it's, it's almost like, uh, yeah, I haven't even really listened to the album in a while. Just the whole circumstances kind of put a big damper on the entire process, I guess, of, of releasing it specifically. It's a good point. Uh, crowd interaction is, is often like such a good gauge because there's, yeah, the internet is individuals writing. So it's kind of difficult to see, like to quantify. Yeah. Well, John, you should, uh, you should give the album a listen. It's really good. I really recommend it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask, well, two questions, I suppose. Uh, number one, who wrote this lyric? And um, what? Uh, <laughs> and is it uh, a fart joke? Uh, history, history, history repeats itself. I guess I smelt what I dealt. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that one. Uh, yeah, is it a fart joke? Because I heard it. And I went, he can't. I mean, it's, sure, it's it's both at the same time. Nice. It's a fart Clever. joke. Fart, it's a fart joke about my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my life as a fart joke, pretty much. Oh, what a tagline. What a tagline. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was listening. I was listening again earlier, and I've, list- I've listened to the album a couple of times now, and yeah, I was just listening, and I was like, wait, did he, did he just say spelled what? <laughs> did he say spelled what I dealt? Oh, that means stitches. And I, I spoke to Morgan, and Morgan was like, what? But yeah. oh, he's, he's literally had that line stuck like hooked in his brain yeah that's, that's the worst nice. part I've listened to it and I've literally forgotten all context of the lyric and I found myself like just singing it back <laughs> and then going oh no I can't <laughs> I'm just saying smell when I doubt that one um, I love it yeah, yeah fantastic great job boys fantastic oh, nice yeah. And of course, on this record as well, a lot of people are saying that there's a loads more different influences than ever before. I mean, Dance Gavin Dance has always been a really progressive band. You've always incorporated new things all the time. But there's a lot more kind of R&B and Latin kind of music and a bit of rap as well. Is that just another extension of all your individual influences or just mixing things that you wanted to try new? It's an extension for sure. You know, yeah, it's just an amalgamation of all the different things you listen to. Um, I guess this one, yeah, it is more experimental, but um, at this point, it, I'm not sure I can really differentiate. We do a little bit of everything on on the on all the albums. This one did skew a little more into different vibes and different uh, styles, but I don't, I don't, th- I think it was more organic. We didn't, we didn't really uh, calculate it like that, you know. 
I, I do remember right when we were finishing up vocals, though, we both had the, had the same opinion. We were like, this one's a lot different. Yeah, true, the last right. one for sure and oh, i guess over time you listen to it more and you're like well maybe it's not as different as i thought initially but when we when we had first finished it we we're like holy shit this one's this one's definitely different and and i think comparatively artificial selection was vocal vocal tracking was sandwiched in between tours and it was i mean there's no like like easy there's no like other way to say it than it was kind of rushed on the vocals and this one we had so much time and the instrumentals we had the instrumentals from the studio for a long time and then we had like a whole month for vocals and it was spread out and in the middle of vocals we did like a festival and took a few days off and then came back and like so there was definitely a lot less stress to get everything done in a short amount of time coming off of a tour so I think that anytime there's, there's more time, especially with a group of people like us, we're going to get more creative and go out of the box a little bit more. Awesome, yeah. One question I did want to ask, and I know it's kind of like a, a basic thing, but for me, Dance Gavin Dance has always had that kind of not natural kind of song progression um, and like stru- like structuring your tracks. How do you all really go about writing the material? Is, is there certain ideas from certain members of the band and then put it all together or is it a massive group effort? It usually, usually starts with Will as the primary. Yeah, I, I noticed all of our, our most popular songs don't even go verse, chorus, verse, chorus. The times we've tried that, the I guess Betrayed by the Game or midnight crusade or those songs do well but yeah like we own the night is our most popular song and it it doesn't even really have a chorus so but uh yeah the structuring it i guess that's more asking will why why he likes doing that um i mean i like it i like when i like on this record a lot of the songs have big endings to them um which i think is kind of like a staple of some of our i guess if you categorize our songs into different groupings we have like the the banger kind of post hardcore epic song. And a lot of them have these big endings to them, but uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can answer why, why do you think Will structures <laughs> stuff the way he does? I don't know. He, I think he even tries to structure it even more weird than it winds up being at the end because we, we do wind up chopping it down yeah, true. sometimes like yeah. making, we do make songs shorter when it comes to vocals quite a bit we never make them longer that's for sure. <laughs> um, we do but it's not 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 too much i mean most of most of them are the instrumentals are written and then we kind of just keep it and try to form the song around that but sometimes we have to tweak it and sometimes like on say hi we took two minutes off the song um during the vocal tracking just because it was it was this like real epic song and we kind of make wanted to make it more spastic i guess than yeah epic. also having the having the two vocals i guess plays into all the different weird structures because you insert different parts for different vocalists yeah i do think will does try to write with the two singers in mind and then that you kind of you can't have a you can't have every song where there's heavy intro verse chorus mm. verse chorus heavy outro because then 
it, it would just be predictable and the flavors wouldn't like wouldn't be surprising i guess nice cool yeah i i think as well i think you said the word unpredictable and i think that's something fans have always seen dance gavin dance throughout the years since you started to now and it might it must be quite refreshing still having that kind of freedom to really let you go anywhere you want with the music and if you want to focus more on one kind of influence you can or just put out what feels right for you as a band absolutely um i, I guess i favor the songs with a lot of different parts to them I feel like it's more challenging when you've got less to fit both vocals in and make it kind of have a nice blend of the two and not just be like, here's your part and here's your part, which I mean, we probably could do even better job in that regard, but it's pretty challenging because it's like, you can't, you can't just fit screaming into every part. It doesn't make sense, especially with our style and not having a ton of heavy sections or, and the, and the notes that Will chooses don't really lend themselves to like often to a screaming part. So you kind of have to tweak it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely forced choruses in even over parts that are different instrumentally too. Like I remember that song Legend where it's not structured. There is no second chorus, but I just sang the second chorus again over a different part. <laughs> it works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Will. I'm gonna have to just yeah. wing it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean the second course is kinda cooler than the first one, yeah. so it, it works. <laughs> yeah. One thing I really want to talk to you guys about as well is the whole kind of artistic background of the band. You know, uh, over the last couple of years, I've noticed that you guys have said in quite a lot of interviews and stuff that you always go to like an artist and have the artwork for a record first before even thinking of the name and that kind of structure. And you're very big on the kind of uh, like the visual side of things as well with music videos and all that. Is that just a really important part of, of the band for you guys as well? Maybe it was born out of like a necessity because we didn't necessarily have like an image. So we used the illustration and then the animated video to kind of create this lore and world. I guess also that was born out of all the different song sequels and song series. And then it just kind of grew on itself and then became bigger and bigger part of the identity of the band. And uh, yeah, just, and it was, it's fun to, to do that, to, incorporate that into the the world um i always felt like the band specifically with will style had this kind of uh cartoonish bizarre quirky atmosphere to it and i'd sort of play into that like acting like as a character in the music and then the 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 art and the illustration sort of complement that bring out bring out some of the yeah, tie tie together some of the odd, the oddities and strange aspects of the band. Yeah, and, and especially as well with uh, Gavin the Bull, that's being a, a big part of kind of in the artwork and stuff as well recently. Yeah, yeah, um, that's going to be fun to see where that goes. We have like a graphic <laughs> novel coming out, and then oh, wow. uh, he's he's in it. Uh, we have another. We'll have another animated video coming this summer. I guess with the art, yeah, those do take a long time. The artificial selection was more of the, I guess, like ambiguous sort of technological utopia heaven scene. And then the afterburners, like the contrast of that. So the next, next might come 
a reckoning or a combination of the two or something like that. Oh, nice. Is it um, the same The same artist is doing the uh, graphic novel? Uh, no, it's not. Um, he's doing a special edition cover of it, but uh, we have... Um, I can't remember the studio. I just know the, the names of the people in the... Elliot's the, the writer. <laughs> yeah, and the email <laughs> chains. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, looks re- it looks really, really good. It's like 100 pages, I think, and... Uh, pretty extensive and it, and it ties, it, it continues with the animated video series in terms of storyline and ties the album artworks together and, uh, kind of ends with a, a bit of a conclusion to the whole, whole series moving into a possible, you know, next, next arc. Oh, nice. When is, um, yeah. Do you have any idea on the release of that then? Yeah. So everything was pushed back physically to July 10th. So okay. I think that that's when the that's when it comes out as well. And, and I'm not sure. It depends on how it sells. It could be in stores, but right now it's uh, they're just online. You can buy it. There's a, a few different versions of it with different covers. And that's cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, I wish more bands would do stuff like that, more graphic novels and just. I feel like bands are kind of losing the um, the love for artwork now. Because kids, kids, because people, are, <laughs> <laughs> the bloody children, um, right? Because I, I say kids too. It's just like the generic <laughs> yeah. term for the patrons. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Even though there's 50, 50 year olds at the meet and greet for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What up, kids? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think kind of where we're going now. Kids' attention spans are like so shortening that I don't. I worry that they don't they're slowly starting to not care about artwork and stuff. So it's, it's so refreshing to see a band still into it and still pushing it. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess, you know, you have bands that change from album to album drastically. Yeah. So then, so then their, their artwork might change their whole, each cycle is a whole different theme to it. I guess we keep, uh, our music is all over the place. So the, the visual kind of keeps this cohesive narrative to it which yeah, I guess it's a little different than, than others have done it before. It's clever, very clever. Yeah, and you, you mentioned kind of meet and greets and stuff like that and interacting uh, with your fans. Over the years, is there any, been any like absolute random items they've brought that you've had to go and sign or things like that have just really caught you off guard? Um, I don't know. People have, pro- have proposed and then like made us film it like without asking that's that's <laughs> happened uh that i would say that's the weirdest one actually yeah, i've told this story before it's not it's not a good one but <laughs> we love not good stories please <laughs> basically in new orleans this this couple um one of the the guy proposed to the girl and she said yes and, and they had me film it and then uh, about a year later we were in Atlanta or another city. And <laughs> so they, a guy comes up to me. He's like, Hey, yeah, we watch that video every day or something to that effect. Not every day, but we watch that video all the time. And I was like, what video? And they're like the, the video you don't remember. And I'm like, no, I don't remember it. Cause I'm thinking my, in my head, I'm like, Atlanta, what video happened in Atlanta? Like, how can I, how can I, 
search my memory to, and I can't think of any video that ever happened in Atlanta that I had filmed. So I'm just like, I don't know. And he's like, he was, he was pretty devastated on his face. It was not, it was not a good moment. <laughs> Definitely not a good moment. Um, but I, I mean, I, I just don't know how I could have put that together in like years apart in a different city. Yeah. Someone who I have seen for, for five to 10 minutes total in my life coming back a year later in a different place being like, oh, you remember? And I'm like, right. no, I don't yeah. remember. Um, that, so that's the weirdest, that's the weirdest thing that's happened. Um, but the other thing, people, people brought us Skittles. Yeah. That, that was cool. Remember? Yeah. They, no, they do. They do. They bring us things, which is nice. And, and the meet and greets are actually underrated for us. I, I like them because they kind of give you a, uh, a lot of people, they, they surprise me. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm sure if we were touring right now, people would, would come up and they'd be like, hey, Prisoner is the first time I ever heard you guys. Like, I've been listening to you ever since. Like, keep up the good work. And you don't realize that there's always a brand new generation of, of fans. If, I, if we didn't do the meet and greets, I, really, I literally wouldn't know. I would have no idea that we were gaining new fans because there is such like a history of the band and the, and the lore. So it is cool to, to see that aspect for sure. Nice. Yeah. I found it was good for, um, yeah. Judging kind of what your fan base is like as well, like getting to know them, getting to know what sort of people they are, what, and I found like what other, you know, what other bands they liked or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I didn't oh, think yeah. that's, that's tr like, I was surprised a lot of the time when they'd say a band and I was like, Oh, well they don't sound anything like us. So, I wasn't expecting that mm -hmm. or, or whatever. So, yes, I think that's where they're helpful. They're very helpful there. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've never been given anything weird. For my birthday once, I was given... Uh, this is dreadful. I was given a flashlight. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Good birthday present on a meet and greet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I lost it, though. So that's, uh, that's the bummer there. Um yeah, sorry, sorry, Mog. I derailed us. I derailed us. You went into your head a little bit. Yeah, I was like, where did that go? Yeah, where, no, yeah, but I was thinking, where did that go? I was like, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I left it in the venue to stop me from um, catching anything on the off chance that they'd done anything to it prior. Mm -hmm. um, right. But yeah, sorry, Mog. <laughs> wow, I didn't expect that to go down that route, but hey. here we are. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting about meet and greets is the majority of the time we're, when we're at home or we're not with our biggest fans, like it's so surprising to see that that there's that there are people who are out there who are like, hey, you're my favorite band. And it's shit like I, I still over and over get shocked every time that happens and i'm like how's okay that's cool i'm glad <laughs> yeah i'd had uh, yeah i'd had several arguments with people when they'd go oh you're my favorite band and i'd be like don't be so stupid and he'd be like oh no I, I, you're the best band ever and i was like faith no more exist what are you talking about you fool um yeah so many times going, you're the best band ever don't be so wrong will you Limp Biscuit still a go Limp Biscuit is still going. What are you on about? 
you're maniac, right? but yeah, <laughs> but it is nice of them, and you know, I get, I get what it means. You know, I get what they mean, but um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, do you remember the first time when when you were in a band and you were like, "Wow, this is this is big," or "This is getting bigger," or a time like you met somebody who you were blown away by, who you thought you'd never meet? There's been a bunch of times where I've been like, "Wow, this is." this is doing well, especially cause it wasn't going well for a while. And then kind of all of a sudden there's this progressive uphill trajectory, um, you know, just specific, especially in like a big cities, LA, New York, you, uh, you play the show and like, Holy shit, there's 2000 people here. There's definitely a little bit of a shock. Yeah. When we played Webster Hall in New York City, I think it was in like 2016. It was like our first huge show that we'd, we that we'd ever done. In my estimation of huge, like when if I were a kid <laughs> and I had seen a show, I'd be like, "Wow, this this is huge!" Um, and I I don't give speeches on stage. I it's just not something that I have ever done. Um, but and I remember I had a broken leg on that tour and we played, I think I had a broken leg and then we played the show. It was like the high moment of the, of my career with the band at least. And I remember just having the urge to go back down the stairs, like limp down the stairs and like give like a, an extra thank you speech that I probably regretted right afterward. But it was just like a complete introvert, usually like me, being driven to do something like that was, uh, that was definitely, that one sticks out and Swanfest sticks out as Swanfest was so shocking. I'm, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like it was almost, it was almost none of it seems real. Like how well it went and how, like how well attended it was. It was, it, I, I, I still, it, I still think back to it and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> It was, like a work tour. it was like a work day it was literally like a work day and I was just like what what the hell is happening this is insane good yeah that's what people like people listening to this they don't get to hear some of these stories of like you know bands being overwhelmed mm. or you know or hearing yeah. about times when you've been blown away because they just think you know well you're a rock you're a rock star to them so everything to them is just you know they think that it's just water off a duck's back to you. You know, you don't give a shit or whatever. But yeah, it's so nice to your excitement and and what you've managed to achieve. Yeah, there's definitely excitement. There's also a feeling of like, well, can't fuck this up. Like there's more responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want milk from the finest cow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> tried to reference that in Parallels. <laughs> yeah, Parallels is kind of about the band itself. Yeah. Yeah, the meta song. <laughs> nice. Is there anything else on the album that you've written about that you think people might not get what you've written about? Yeah. <laughs> all, all the time. <laughs> like the whole album. Uh, uh, well, I guess Prisoner is kind of ob- obviously about hallucinogens yeah. and experiences. Yeah. I mean, you do say classic acid if yeah. you don't get it after that then it's like all right well because yeah. there's even a wikipedia page about prisoner and it's like it's about religion and i'm like what what are you talking about 
It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty obvious. Right. Um, Frozen one is an interesting one because we, me, John, and Will, we were we were uh, doing the mothership vocals, and then we just watched this magic moment ESPN thirty for thirty about the Orlando Magic from the nineties, and we just literally just wrote the song about that. Like hundred percent. There's no other thing that it's written. That's a hundred percent what it's about. Wow. This magic moment thirty for thirty ESPN. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Imagine if you put them together. Imagine if it's like the Wizard of Oz on the uh, on the Pink Floyd thing, and you put it on, and you're like, "Oh my God, this syncs up perfectly." <laughs> he mentions he mentions Anthony Hardaway. I can't get over it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but speaking of uh, NBA in thirty minutes, Tillian, I know you're you're a massive uh, basketball fan, and you've been enjoying uh, the Last Dance oh, lately. Yeah. Definitely. I don't expect to get that much pleasure out of it every time I turn it on. And then it has everything. It has nostalgia. It has like an amazing soundtrack. It has the highest level of sports competition. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got around to watching it yet. I've um what have I just finished? Uh oh, Dave. I've just mm. finished Dave. That, uh, little, that one is great. Yeah, little Dickie's program. Um yeah. yeah, that's good. Um with that, what other things like off the road and like outside of the band do you guys kind of like to uh, escape with? Because uh, obviously music's such a big part of your life that it, it, you must have something else to kind of relax with. Uh, video games, movies, TV, just all standard exercise, um, uh, books. Any acid? Any acid lately? Uh, last time I did... DMT, I met like this nine legged yellow cat in a pyramid. It told me, it told nice. me to get my, sh- it said, it said, you need to get your shit together and then oh, come wow. back. So nice. that was, that's going to be a year ago in July. So, so that's when I'm going to, going to do it again and see what the cat says. <laughs> yeah. See how, see how he judges you this time. Yeah. See how yeah. he judges me. He's but, like, you've really done a great just- job. You're gonna go back. And it's not even gonna. It's gonna be something completely different. Well, he didn't. He didn't want me to break through into the other world. That was bit, that was the rub. He was like, "Yeah, you're not. You're not ready. You're not ready. You need to clip your act, and I'll, I'll take you to take you to the other side." So, you know. Funnily enough, um, we had Joel Birch from Amity Affliction on, and he yeah. said he, um, yeah, he got to the waiting room, as we call it. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and he told him no, and he just said no, and then sent him back. Yeah, that's, that's start- basically what happened to me. Except the waiting room was really elaborate. It was like this. I don't know. You ever play uh, one of the newer Mario like Odyssey games? They have like a pyramid level world, and it was like literally that. Yeah, I did it a bunch of times, but didn't didn't get the full breakthrough. Just had encounters with some sort of entity that was judging me pretty harshly, and said to come back later. Oh, I had a completely different experience. Yeah, same. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, tell us about yours. No, no, you go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, I just... No, no, you go. You go. I'll tell mine. Go on. I'll, I'll finish because I'm bound to ruin the story. That's what I do. So Mine's not that exciting and it's quick anyway. So I just I just went to a, to a space where it was just like a couple of, couple of homies hanging out. They looked... Um, they looked pretty... Um, I don't know. They looked, they had, they, they were floating. They had tentacles. They, they seemed to be doing their own thing. They, they could, they couldn't care less about me being there. 
they were doing their own thing. They noticed, but they were just like, all right, this guy's just here just, just, just to fuck around. He, he doesn't mean business. Uh, and then popped back out. And, and the most interesting thing about that experience, though, was that after I opened my eyes and was back sort of in, in present time, I guess, because time got, time got very, very confusing. Like, I... I had no idea when I was. That was the main. That was the main thing. But but I didn't lose who I was, which was interesting. But yeah, I could see just the same types of shapes that were moving in whatever vision I entered were visible on my arm when I came back, and that's what I remember most is just my arm moving into itself and being. Uh, but I, I don't even pretend to understand. I, I only did it once. I, there's not even, there's, I don't even think I really gained any, anything profound out of the experience other than extremely intense. And I underestimated how intense that was going to be 100%. It's like, you think you're going on like a, on a regular roller coaster and it's like, Nah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, this is going to be a little heavier than than you think. Yeah. And then this isn't just up and down. Yeah. This is left, right, all over the yeah. shop. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I did it, and um, my friend who was in front of me took the stuff away, and then he turned into like a million geometric shapes in front of me, and I was like. Ah! So I closed my eyes, and instantly, uh, instantly, I was flying through time and space. I was just, yeah. I, I could see pyramids. Like I could, I, I was just fl- like, I, there was always a point I was leading to, like an always a white point. Like I looked at like a tool artwork the other day, and I was like, oh, that's that's definitely the same vein yeah. as what I've seen. And um, yeah, just flying through space, and then all of a sudden, I heard a voice saying, "This has all happened before. It'll all happen a million times again. Don't worry about it." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, wow. okay." And then I felt like a like like a warm hug. Like it was, I, how do I, I sound like I'm, I sound. We all sound mental talking about it. Anybody who hasn't done it, anybody who hasn't done it, listens back and goes, "What?" Ah? Um, yes. Yeah. Like I came out of it, and I felt, I felt it was like I felt love. Like I was just covered in warmth and love. And I came away from it, and. Um, my girlfriend at the time said, I, I just spent like five minutes. It felt like hours. I, f- I spent mm. five minutes just with my eyes closed, just gulping. Like I was just like so amazed. Like I was like, because <laughs> I was just so blown away by anything. And I came around and I, I nearly cried because I felt like I just left my best friend, hmm. which was super wow. weird. Yeah, it was such a weird, weird um, experience. But yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've kind of had no no longing to try it again. Like, I don't think it's something you could be like addicted to. Like, right. No, if you're addicted to it, you're addicted to not being here. I think. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Yeah. It is, it is way too intense to, to just want to be like, all right, yeah, we should do it again. Like tomorrow. Straight away. Right there. Let's go back. But John, you, you tried, you tried, right? Like a few times in a row. Yeah, I actually did it um, seven times in a row. Woo! <laughs> I had a whole bunch of different ones. The weirdest one was when this entity popped out. Like, I was still here. Since I didn't, like, I guess, break through, I was still, like, in the room. But this, like, entity came out, and it just kept saying, I am now allowing you to be comfortable. And it, it 
was just like flexing its ability to control how I felt. That was pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, had some also some more intense experiences on acid. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'll pro- probably try it again, but it's like something I do it. And then like, I don't have any interest for like six months minimum, maybe a year. Yeah. It's like a once a year thing tops. Yeah. For me. I've never, d- um, I, I think I did acid when I was like 15 or whatever, but I haven't, d- I haven't done it for a while just because I can't, my mind thinks the worst possible things, right? So if like, if I don't feel well, instead of going, oh, breathe, my my mind goes, oh, imagine eating dog shit, right? So yeah. if I do, I know if I do acid, I'm going to see nine hours of giant spiders chasing me. So <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. why when my friend was like, oh, DMT, you're done in 20 minutes or whatever. I was like, mm. right, I think I can handle 19 minutes of spiders. As long as I'm out, then after that, I should be all right. So, yeah, it's weird. It's such a strange thing to be so taken so far away, we think. And then mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. minutes later, fine. It's just yeah. so, so strange. Morgan, I yeah. wasn't expecting to go into this talk either. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, for me, this is all cr- crazy because I'm like straight edge. I've never drank I've never smoked anything or anything. So to hear all these experiences is very yeah. interesting. Well, I, I think this originated from the question, like, what do you guys like to do? Also, I love hikes. I like mountainous, mountain hikes. Those are, that's always, it's pretty rewarding. It's kind of like a, sometimes it's a mini trip, honestly, in the same vein. Like you go, you you go through so many different mental states. And if, especially if you decide to do it quiet uh, in silence, like you do it, you don't listen to music. You don't listen to a podcast. You just walk in nature for a long period of time. And you're forced to be in there with your thoughts. No really, no real motive, but to just do the hike and finish it. I find that to be extremely rewarding. I like it a lot. Nice. Uh, anyway. Nice. Well, it's all good. So you don't need drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not advocating, and we were just talking yeah. about experience we've had. Um, yeah, and it's and it's difficult to, to to conclude something a lot of times from the experiences, other than something else is going on, other than what I'm experiencing in normal reality. Yeah, yeah right. I, there's something I up c- with this whole world situation, but. Yeah, I kind yeah. of went into it going, oh, this will answer some questions now. I'll know about aliens. I'll know about God. <laughs> and then I came back. I came back around and I was like, oh, no. What was all that? So many more questions. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Where did I go? Who were they? Who said that? Like, what? Wh- where does all this come from? Um, yeah. It's it's nice to, to have conversations, though, on, on, the, on the come downs of, of those types, mushrooms, acid. Um, yeah the conversations are usually pretty fucking good like like when we did like when we did blood wolf yes. and headhunter <laughs> and we finished those songs and then randomly took acid and then we were listening to them and we were like are these songs normal like, are we do we just think because we were like talking about the songs and we were like kind of in a space where we felt like are we making like not not interesting enough music right now and then we did the drugs. We're like, no, this this stuff's pretty strange. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was bonkers. Yeah, it was like we listened to Blood Wolf and we're like, what the 
fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes you, I see, I think some of our fans, they, they like listen to so much of a, our music, they, they hear a new song. They're like, yeah, just another DGD song. It's like, yeah, but in comparison to, I don't know, just a regular rock song. It's, it's definitely different than that. So yeah, yeah gave gave us that context perspective reminder. Yeah, and then Andrew was was there too in the studio, but he was recording Idola, and he, and he was tracking bass that whole time. Oh yeah, he took it with us, and then he had to go track. Yeah. And I just walked in the control room, and he's tracking he's tracking bass like like super aggressively, like yeah. I was like, how was that, man? How was tracking bass for? on acid for eight hours dude it's like i don't i don't know man i don't even know <laughs> i was stringing the metal worms man the metal worms <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> oh awesome wow i've I enjoyed that i enjoyed that section <laughs> yeah. so yeah. thanks man. me too, me too. <laughs> oh yeah but with all that as well i mean like Dance Gavin Dance has had such a, a journey as a band since it started to where you are now and constantly changing but keeping that kind of core cult kind of fan base. Where do you guys see the band now compared to like any other period of the band's history? I mean, especially a lot of people still think of you as one of these like top bands in the emo scene and stuff like that do you still kind of uh, feel that there's where you belong or is that for you is the band can fit into any kind of subgenre really um i i think the ultimate goal would be this is my own opinion 100 percent. i'm sure i don't share it with with anyone else but if we could become the post-hardcore band and when you say post-hardcore and just think that it's Gavin Dance, that would be awesome. So no matter what the other influences are, obviously that that goal kind of popped in only about a, a few days ago, just because I was curious. I was just like, I'm going to Google post-hardcore scene. And I was like, oh, that would be up? cool if Dan Scavenged in. I think it's like at the drive-in Thursday, which... which Fugazi. Um, yeah, Fugazi, yeah. Very, very, like a ton of respect for those bands, and that would to be mentioned in in music in rock history with those bands would be amazing. Yeah, I think the per- perception's changing a little. You know, for a while we were we were thought more of like as a screamo band or like kind of with a condescending tone to it, but but over time, I guess as we keep putting out albums and you know things develop people maybe don't think of us in that way, but I think there's still, still people who, who do. So yeah, it's taken a lot, taken a long time to kind of shift perception, especially with um, like the silliness in the band, the weirdness, the, the comedy aspect, like it post hardcore. When you think of it, it's more serious, more epic, more meaningful. So we still don't necessarily fit the genre convention and that's you know that's a stigma that would that would take away from other people maybe perceiving us in that way and then we've got the history of the band with all of the the ups and downs and issues that that would you know alter the perception in terms of like respect i guess but i don't think that's super important to me but i do like you know what tillian's thinking it's good to strive for that like kind of being on top of whatever genre you're in 
Yeah, as opposed to as opposed to being because a lot of bands, and I'm not saying that we won't make this mistake, but <laughs> a lot of bands they reach a point and then they get Complacent. unsatisfied. Yeah, un, not even unsatisfied, and they're like, "All right, well, now we want to be on the radio. Now we want to we want to conquer yeah. all genres." Or, or and I think that. I don't know, having our personnel and having our sound has helped us kind of stick to, I, I don't even know how I'm going to end this sentence, honestly. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it's, helped, it's helped other bands. Like, look at um, Architects. They, they've played really their same style of good metalcore, and it's worked out for them, whereas other bands try to, like, jump ship to, like, radio rock. And it it only it works for like one band. There, it'll be like the exception, you know, not the rule. Where, Bring me the horizon works. Yeah, yeah, it worked for them to change, but and then other bands like, well, maybe we can change, and then well, it works for them, but it's not not going to work for you. And then yeah, you just seen a lot of the bands that kind of stuck to their their style while you know not making the same album over and over again, but still staying within their genre. See, you see them grow and have success versus the really risky move of trying to become more accessible mm -hmm. yeah basically shun shun your existing fans in favor of chasing young newer hotter fans it's like uh it's yeah. like the same thing <laughs> as just leaving your wife i guess right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one way right. to put it yeah 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 but awesome um and with all this now obviously not 100 percent sure what the future holds because of all this pandemic we're in but is there any plans so far for dance gavin dance while in quarantine any more kind of videos or things we can expect to come out of, out of the camp I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we actually, we're actually still, we're still narrowing it down. So we, we, we don't have like a set plan. It's all up in the air because there's so much uncertainty with the climate. So, but there will be something if we, if, uh, if not shows, then there will be something. Yeah. We, uh, we had like a big call like two days ago. So we just, began the big conversation on like, how are we going to, what's our strategy if we can't play live shows? So we're definitely going to do stuff. It's just how much, when is it going to come out and what is it is still in the infancy stages of, you know, just figuring that out. And we also, we don't want to just kind of just blurt something out without preparing for it and having yeah. it be, um, and blurt something out in the sense of like an unplanned live show that we just like jump into and we press play on Twitch and then we're playing and then it's not it's not like someone records it and we're like damn we shouldn't have done that like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough yeah look look forward to seeing what uh, what you what you're coming up with but yeah definitely more more than one thing there'll probably be multiple. Ooh multiple new somethings mm. at least or at least that's what we're throwing around you know because we can't just sit around and do nothing for the next you know rest of the year and we can't just do one thing we'll probably do uh, you know yeah keep the content rolling yeah yeah cool awesome yeah well thanks so much guys i've had the absolute pleasure with this yeah it's been awesome thank you absolutely oh yeah 
yeah thanks let's um yeah if 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 we can um when this is all over and you come to the uk let's do an in-person one yes please i'd love that yeah that'd be great yeah sounds sounds good but yeah thank you thank you so much for doing this congratulations on the album congratulations on i'm sure it's going to do fantastic you know it's going to be it's going to be unbelievable (laughs) for you so yeah it's awesome it's really congratulations and yeah thanks thanks again guys thank you yeah no problem yeah thanks for having us lovely stuff not my words the words of sapnin podcast magazine we haven't got a magazine yet. we haven't um, uh, don't confuse the people sean don't confuse them but a lovely funny and wholesome conversation with john and tillian there from dance gavin dance thank you so much again for them taking time to come on we had a lovely time yes i'm sorry for taking you down the drug chat route um if you listen to this, I'm very, very sorry. But it was uh, fun and an experience that we could all share and talk about, which was nice. Yeah, like for, um, for me personally, it just I love listening to the three of you just go off and mention the fact that like you've been taken away to different places and. I mean, it was just it was just weird for for someone who's never had any of those experiences to see the three of you talk about something and just be like, yeah, and this happens. And you're like, yeah, it was just um, a good insight in, into your brains. So um, I enjoyed it. Good. It, yeah, it's crazy. It's um, despite doing different stuff that we've had similar experiences. But yeah, um, yeah, what a great chat. Thanks again to Dance Gavin Dance, Tillian and John for coming on. Um, thanks to Ailey Connolly for sorting it out for us. Definitely go and check out the album Afterburner. It's a it's a ripper. It's a ripper, mate. Oh yes, it's got some incredible tracks and just different influences and styles, perfect for the nice weather. Uh, and of course, make sure to keep up to date with everything Dance Gavin Dance related on their website and social media pages, uh, including all these tours if and when we'll ever be allowed to go into shows again. Uh, and that graphic novel. Question for you: um, Why is no one offered to do a graphic novel of us because uh, our lives are crap Mog I oh, think wow um, because there's nothing worth writing about and nobody would like them so it's pointless absolutely pointless we're Dance Gavin Dance have a have a big fan base yeah we're the o- we're the opposite end of that I believe we're a little fan base where nobody gives a pup wow a pup that's I, yeah that's a bit that's harsh. sad isn't it that's harsh I know I, I, yeah I'm hungover, miserable, and I. Ah, okay. So, okay, good. Thanks again, um, to Sam, thanks again to Sam Spray for this Sam Spray sponsored hangover. <laughs> we should start doing that. We should start um, doing sponsored hangovers where you just get drunk. I'm never drinking again, Morg. Okay. I'll hold you to that then. Is it, is, as, as the listeners, as your witness, you were never drinking again. Oh, it's a lie, you know. I got a third of that bottle to go. So. <laughs> oh, no, I've just hiccuped. Oh. Um, yeah, I've got a little alien head full of vodka as well, so... Oh, not the hiccups, not now. <laughs> not now. If you want to keep up to date with Sean's hungover adventures, why not give us a follow at Pod on Twitter and Instagram? Yes, if, you, um, if you're wondering if my hiccups have left, find out by going to at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. 
And to get all the bonus content of Sean's hiccups, check out patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Yes, it's like OnlyFans, but for bodily functions. Um, yeah, there's loads of different tiers to choose from. You can give as little or as much as you like. You can create your own tier. And yeah, you get to become a part of the Sapnin community who we chat with on a daily basis uh, in the group. Yes. So yeah. Or who, what I like to call our family. Ah, oh, the family, the Sap family, Sam, Samily, Samily, Sam, Sap, Sap, We are Samily. No, it doesn't work. No, it makes it sound like your name's Sam, <laughs> and you yeah. tried to, to get into that song. Yeah, it? Um, it did. Yeah, let's not do this now. We should have done this prior, really. Okay, we? sorry. Let's, let's not show people how we work things out by singing songs and <laughs> just shouting at each other. Okay, um, but patreon.com forward slash sapling. Please go and check out. We have everybody in there. It's a huge, massive community, and we'd love you to come and join us. But speaking of wonderful people in that community, if you head over to the uh, description of this episode, there's loads of names that we need to thank. There's bloody loads of them. But Sean, Hangover is going to read out and give a massive shout-out to the elite members of our wonderful Patreon family, and they are as follows. Just because I've got a hangover, it it hasn't become like a surname. (laughs) What? Um, (laughs) Sean Sean Hangover Smith is not... Or a name, a name, like it shouldn't... Anyway, thank you very much to these fantastic people, and they are Mayumi Liwaway, Kylie, we're going to hell, so bring the lubricant wheeler. Oh, here we go. Mitch Perry, Bert, Amy, prepare for a peg in Chilvers. I see what they're doing. These are all, these are all the blackout song references with sex. Right. Janelle, start the party in my pants, Caston, Amandino Barno, Emma Barber, Dana Lasnava, Samantha Spray. Yeah, they call me Shani B. I run this shit like cardio. Kelly, children of the one night stand, young, clever. <laughs> Nathan Crawshaw, Dilly, this is why we can't have sex swings, Grimwood. <laughs> Michael Engler, Kelly Owen, Joe Mama. Let's see, we've done a uh, Drew Styles. Tom Owen, Kate Patak, Simon Amos, Amy Shave Ourselves, The Warning, Campion, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Masturbation is Critical Monster, L My House is Getting in the Way of My Patreon, Douglas, oh no, Emily Senegals, Lucy Deards, James Oakley, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Erin Howard, Becky Mayoko, Louis Cook, my favourite Patreon, Spunky Boy, Sarah Stewart, Marcy Jacobson, Mike Cunningham, Jamie O'Jamie, Sandra Kuchachuk, Kuchachuk Kuchachuk I don't know Padrog Wakefield Newbury I love Sapnin more than Gary Barlow loves a tax haven <laughs> Scott shut the fuck up who and then he's put a word for female anatomy I'm not repeating uh, that okay Jones Livy Cropper Lydia Henderson James McNaught Amy Thomas Tallulah Grant Samuel Griffiths Stuart McNaught Jenny Robertson Paul L. Chupacabra, El Chupacabra, Hirschfield, Tory Michael, Sarah Hard Slamming James. Of course, that blackout song it was actually named after a porn, so there you go. Kelly Cannon, Kinky Dick Puncher. That's a weird name, bro. Kinky Dick Puncher, Kelly Ho Cream It Out Loud, Mallory. <laughs> Jordan Burchard, and last but by no means least, Mo Dick's Seductive Rapping Eyebrow. Wow. 
Thank you very much to all of those nutters. Thank you so much for being part of this. We love you very, very much, and it means the absolute world to us that you'd support. The fact that anybody listens to this blows my mind. The fact that anybody cares about this blows my mind. The fact that anybody has gone out of their way to support us on on the Patreon blows my mind every day. So thank you so, so much to every single one of those people. You're all amazing human beings, and that's... That's not just f- f- uh, from becoming a patron. That's literally from getting to know you in the group. And everyone is amazing. And everyone seems to be super cool. And I love you all. I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm getting emotional. It's the hangover, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look. I was going to ask. I was going to say two things to that then. I was going to go, oh, that's really nice. Like, that's a really nice sentiment to say, Sean. But B, are you still drunk? Also, it might be that. Okay. It could be that, because I don't really have hangovers. But again, thank you to everyone on that Patreon. Um, we love you very, very much. That was an incredible list. I really, really enjoyed the creativity behind that. Um, Scott Jones, go have a word with you there. It could have just gone, shut the fuck. Uppercut? Uh, yeah. Upper, upper, like, uh, uh, saying fuck two yeah, twice. I, yeah. I was going to say upper fuck, but nah. Um, yeah. And why did no one do prepare for a wound? Was there? Yeah, pre- yeah. Prepare for an axe wound. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Anywho. let's. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about blackout songs and how I can make them sound rude. So, um, I think that's enough from me. Is that? A, are you done, Mog? Have you got anything else you want to say? Yes, I just want to say, even though we're all still stuck inside and have no idea what's going to be going on with this quarantine bollocks. See, said it properly that time. Um, Make sure that you are all looking after yourselves. Give them some time to relax. And no mental health at the moment is going to be absolutely through the roof and everyone's going through their own problems and stuff. But please stay safe. Wash your hands. Look after each other. Be nice. Get involved with us because, you know, you can always have a chat and whatever. And um, don't send Sean any more alcohol, please. No, um, yeah, don't do that. Um, Send chocolate, if anything. But also, if you wake up one morning and um, your eyesight's really bad, what you should do is um, instantly get in your car and go on a 60-mile journey. No. No, I do not approve of that. No, wait. No, if it's good enough for the UK government's advisor, it's good enough for everybody who listens to this. Listen to me. Sean is telling you (laughs) that Boris Johnson has directly told us shown us that we can just test our eyesight by just driving cars so <laughs> give out a bash right let's please, go no please don't please please do all not right. do that yeah just. all right i gotta go get in my car now because i'm hungover and my vision's blurry but there's only one way to find out if i can drive and that's by driving so <laughs> um i'll all be right. doing that well keep us updated right. um tune in next week and every friday it's happening podcast to find out if what Sean did in that car anyway yeah thanks for listening thanks to Dan Scavin Dan thank you for being super tidy bloody awesome thanks Sean for being hungover thanks me for saying the sentence and Satman I think you've just come up with a modic t-shirt design with there with um, that what did you just say about being awesome I, I don't even know I'll have Su- to listen back and find out Su- super tidy bloody awesome I think you said yeah that looks that sounds like a t-shirt design to me let's get it printed anyway thank you very much to everyone Please don't die. Sapnin! Sapnin! Fucking tiny! Steaming!
You're listening to Sabnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.